Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Purpose Podcast. My name is Haas Rauscher. The goal of this podcast is to help men find and fulfill their purpose. I'm going to help them be good, strong leaders, good, strong men, good male role models in their communities. I'm going to do that by having conversations. I'm going to invite guests on. I'm going to ask our guests, what is your purpose? What do you think your purpose ought to be? How did you find that purpose? And what do you do every single day? How do you get up, get after it, and go and fulfill that purpose? Uh, today, we've got a solo episode. Um, this is actually kind of funny. This happens to me occasionally. I, I don't know. Call it deja vu. Call it seasons of life or uh, I, I, I don't know, kind of kind of what happens. But for like a couple weeks, I'll be hit with like some sort of problem or um, th- there's a better way to phrase this. The people around me will have some sort of issue that they either talk with me, share with me, uh, ask me help to fix or it just kind of happens. And, you know, some of it's obvious. It's like tax season. Everybody's going to be talking about taxes. Flu season. Everybody's going to be talking about the flu. Christmas. Everybody's going to be talking about their pain in the ass families. That's how it goes. Uh, but, and I guess it, it probably does make a little bit more sense uh, now, but I've been hit with like three or four different people uh, talking or asking about uh, their college experience. A lot of people know that I went through college. I uh, got through it relatively quick. Uh, everybody knows that, you know, I kind of got a good gig afterwards. So, um, I've had, like I said, three or four different people, uh, talk to me or ask me or just heard them mentioning, uh, college. And, uh, so it's something that I'd kind of like to talk about, especially with, uh, I know that we've got some high schoolers that maybe listen to this, um, or at least I hope so. Uh, and I know that there's a few people that listen to it that have again mentioned it. So if it's any one of you, if you think that like, oh, he's directly, you know, coming at me because I, I talked about this recently. Uh, no, I'm not. If there wasn't like, again, three or four different people in the past two weeks that had said something about it, I wouldn't be doing this. Um, so don't think that I'm singling anybody out at all. I'm not, but, uh, it is something that I have very strong opinions on. And it's something that again, call a spade a spade. I feel like I handled pretty well. There were some things I wish I would have done different in college. Uh, there were some things that, uh, I did pretty well. There are some ways that I kind of got screwed. There were some ways that uh, I really didn't that I got pretty lucky. And so um, I'll go ahead and talk about it and uh, just share what I think. Um, Cause a lot of kids need this information. Uh, a lot of kids, uh, you know, our, our parents, I, this is kind of bold of me to say, but our parents of, of, you know, Gen Z's parents, I guess, Gen X, um, they kind of, to me, it seems like they grew up in a, grew up in uh, a society that, that value college very deeply or at the very least, maybe their society didn't value college very deeply. And so they saw the after effects of that. Maybe it's just that, um, you know, as as college becomes more attainable, uh, as these Gen X families kind of grow up and uh, provide more opportunities for their kids, that they see that that opportunity, that next step as going to college. But I feel like my generation has been under a lot of pressure to just go to college. It's It's one of my main gripes with with people who get absolutely enraged about the student loan debt thing. I'll say it right now. I don't think that the federal government should pay back everybody's loans, but also um, I say that through 12 years of school, it was expected. It was uh, kind of placed upon us that we would go to college, uh, rightly so um, in in a lot of circumstances. You know, I think that a lot of us were meant for college and a lot of us uh, did good things in college, but we were expected to go come hell or high water. And, you know, it was seen as if you didn't go and if you didn't get that degree that um, you were you were kind of unsuccessful. 
and so, you know, at the very least from a high schooler's perspective, that's that's what it was like. And so we ended up going and a lot of us literally begged, borrow and stole uh, to go to to go to college. And then we end up, you know, before we could really process what debt even was, we ended up with, you know, a hundred thousand dollars worth of debt. I didn't, but uh, anywhere from thirty five to one hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of debt just to get this degree. Um, when, like I said, we, I think we were put in a bad position. I think there were some predatory lending practices by the federal government. There, there obviously is. It's, it's so incredibly obvious uh, that it's predatory and that um, colleges, not even the, you know, the government, I don't think is a predatory one. I think it's the colleges. I think the, the colleges, they want to up their prices. They want to get these, uh, this funding from the government and they see no reason why they can't throw an 18 year old under the bus for $60,000 um, for $60,000 for a $15,000 degree uh, and tell them to go screw themselves that they've got their money. Now they owe the federal government. That's exactly what the colleges are doing. Um, so anyway, we're, we're off on a tangent here, but I just feel like we've all been pushed to go to college very, very hard. And I don't know if it was like that in the generation before me. Um, I, I don't really know what that was like. Uh, I, I kind of have a feeling that it wasn't. I mean, when I, when I think about some of the economic things that happened back in the seventies and the eighties, uh, particularly in the in the area where I'm at with the oil field and stuff like that, I don't know that it was really pushed the way that it is it, it is now. I think that maybe some of that, uh, you know, I, if I if I remember correctly, and I'm I'm talking pulling some things uh, out of my rear end here, but uh, if I remember correctly, there was like an oil boom and then an oil big oil crash, uh, which you know oil and gas is pretty big here. Um, to me, that seems like maybe some of that some of that crash people realized kind of like we do when it crashes that. Uh, if you have a skill, if you have a trade, then that's valuable and that you don't have to go to college to make a lot of money. And then we had, you know, prosperity in the, in the nineties and the two thousands or something. Uh, and then when, you know, Obama and all that hit, uh, we experienced another little recession. Uh, it became very valuable again to go to college. Um, and like I said, once our parents were able to provide college for us, maybe that's, maybe that's where it comes from. I don't know. Like I said, I'm talking out of my rear end, but, uh, it's pushed on us a lot and a lot of kids don't know what to do with it. Um, a lot of kids don't know. And to be fair, I mean, a lot of parents don't know. A lot of parents didn't go to college. Uh, I mean, this is the goal is to make the life for your kids better. Uh, and so I'm not faulting any of the parents, uh, on this. A lot of parents had no clue what college was like. Um, you know, a lot of parents don't because they didn't go (laughs) or it's been 40 years, you know, whatever it might be. Uh, you know, 20 years uh, since they went to college. So they just have no clue. And uh, our advisors fail us, public public school advisors. Um, we had some good counselors. If if you're listening to this and you're my counselor at Eastland, uh, I actually really liked our counselors at Eastland, but they still had too many kids to be able to, to tailor their their counseling and their advisement uh, to us. And then, of course, like I said, the, the college advisors, it, um, it was predatory, but anyway, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. I'm going to try not to uh, go on too many tangents here. Cause like I said, this is something I'm very passionate about. Um, so if you're listening to this and you're like an eighth grader or a freshman or even a senior in high school or even out of high school, and you're trying to decide whether college is right for you, it's a tough decision. It's a very, very tough decision to decide whether college is right for you. Cause once again, you've been told that it is, you've already been told that it is. There's an ideal set up uh, in our world today where uh, the successful people, they go to college, they get a degree, uh, they go to work for the man, they put in their time, 
uh, they have a big old fat 401k and they retire and head off into the sunset, maybe raise a couple kids. Uh, they got a motor home. They got a $400,000 house uh, with a little bit of a spread and that's life. Uh, that's the ideal that people have been, that that has been pushed on people, uh, you know, pushed on these young kids. So is college right for you? Is college going to fit into that plan uh, the way that it needs to at any age? Is college right for you? Here's the big question. What do you want to do? What do you want your life to look like in 20 years? What do you want it to look like? Now, I have a hard time I have a hard time relating to not knowing this because I've always been forward thinking, you know, like I and I don't want that to sound like a brag or whatever, but I've always just been forward thinking. So I don't know how to relate to this too much, but I know that it helps me. So, you know, whatever you got to do to picture your life in 20 years, picture it. Who who are you? When I when I think about Haas 20 years from now, who is he? What what does he have? What does he not have? Um, I'll tell you this right now, uh, you know, visualization, go look, I, you know, I don't, I don't believe this is going to get off topic, but I just want to state my beliefs. I don't believe that visualization, uh, you can actually manifest what happens in the future. I don't believe that you have control over the future based on the visions that are in your head. What I do believe is that you can clearly and very definitionally line out a goal for your life. And you can you can sort things out in levels of priority by using your imagination and by by fully putting yourself in an imaginary place 20 years from now. And I think if you do that on the regular, it keeps you focused on your goals. I don't believe in the power to quote unquote manifest it. I think that's hippy dippy garbage. I don't I don't I don't believe in that. Um, I think the 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 future. Uh, obviously, there's a theological concept that I'm just not prepared to speak on. But I don't I don't know whether it's deterministic or or free will all of that stuff but i just don't think that we have the power to will that into existence i think we have the power to set the goal and to do the work but um i and i don't, I don't remember what this episode was like so uh but there is a an episode on visualization with nick shelton uh it was in the early early uh days of the purpose podcast where he talks through how he visualizes you lay down you get a nice quiet room you close your eyes and you put yourself into the situation that you want to be in in 20 years. When I do that for me, um, I picture the spread that I have. That I, I picture, uh, you know, it, it's funny because uh, I always start with walking into a movie theater. This is something that Nick Shelton taught me. Um, I always start with walking through into a movie theater. It's never just me walking into the movie theater. It's It's never just me, number one, because I never go to the movies alone. Uh, but it's never just me walking into the movie theater. It's always me. It's always D. Ellen, and it's always two kids. Um, now I want three kids, but maybe that's a <laughs> a sign of things to come that we won't end up with three. But it's always me, D. Ellen, and two kids. Uh, I picture what I want to look like. Um, I, I I do. I when I picture myself, I picture uh, the the fit, healthy hoss that is under this this current layer of body fat that I have. Uh, this guy that I work towards every every single day. This guy that I can see little bits of every single day. That's who I picture. Uh, and then I picture Ellen, and I picture her fit and healthy. I, I picture her, uh, you know, in this hourglass figure that, that, that I aspire for her to have and that she aspires for her to have. I picture what I want her to be, what I want her to look like. Um, I picture her with this glow. I picture her with a kid on her hip, and I picture one walking. That's what I picture every single time. 
Um, and that's the first thing that comes into my mind when I start to visualize. Priority number one. Now, it takes time to get used to this. Maybe that's not your priority number one. I had to practice with shooting an elk for a very long time uh, because that's something I knew I wanted to do. That's something that I'd seen videos of all you know constantly. Uh, and I've got a good imagination, so it, it wasn't too difficult. But I had to practice with with visualizing that shooting an elk. And then I said, okay, what do I really want my life to look like? What what's outside of of shooting an elk? And that's when the first thing, walk into a movie theater. There's my wife and my kids. Priority number one. And then I go into the movie theater, do all the things that Nick talks about, and I picture what what does my life look like when I'm at home? When I'm at my home base, uh, what is what does my life look like in 20 years? And I picture it. Um, I picture the big, nice stove that I'm going to cook meals for my family on. I picture my kids, you know, maybe, I guess now, 20 years old, 18 years old. You know, I picture having teenagers uh, by then. Um, they're out playing around on the side-by-side that I have on the on the land that we have uh, that we're able to provide. Um, and they're going down to the river and fishing and doing all these things. Uh, Ellen and I are cooking a nice meal. Um, we have a big outdoor kitchen because that's what I like to do. We have a spread. That's what I picture. Okay, priority number two is this house that I call a home. This this uh, this place that I've I own that through hard work I have attained and that I can use to provide for people. Um, cooking. We always have a big dinner table. It's it's all, I'm I'm big on the dinner table. And I actually I wish I could find it, but I wrote like an essay on the dinner table. Um, in, in college, I didn't take it very seriously, but uh, we always have a big dinner table. Okay, uh, so there's a couple things wrapped up in there. I want to have a good family. I want to be able to provide for that good family. I want to be able to have room outside for them to play. My kids are hardly ever inside when I picture them. They're they're not. Um, they're outside and they're they're shooting trap at my at my personal uh, sporting clays range, or they're down at the river that I want to have where we can fish, or they're out hunting, whatever it might be. I want to have this spread where my kids can go outside freely and not have fear for for other humans. Um, I want to have that spread. I want to be able to give them the ability to go and and search outside and do things. Okay, I have the house. Um, We have a meat processing facility. This is what I pictured. Um, And something comes with that. You can't have all of those things if you're broke. Okay, and so that's the next thing is I, I acknowledge that this requires a lot of money. And as I kind of walk through this, I'm like, okay, well, what do you do? What do you do outside the home? Um, how do you provide for all of this? And that's when I visualize my job, and I visualize a, a couple different things. That's something that tends to be in in, in turmoil. Uh, I'm not exactly decided on how I how I come by that, but I think about things that I might want to do. Um, I'll visualize myself doing the work that I do to provide for them. Uh, some of that is writing books. I would like to write books. Uh, some of that is the project management services, the the consulting services, uh, some of the stuff that I do on the daily because you know I know I'm good at it. I know there's money in that, uh, but that's priority. I mean, four or five, three, four or five down the line. Okay, um, this is how you really picture whether uh, what you want your life to look like. How do you want to get there? And then when you go deeper into the job that you have, uh, when you go deeper into how you got um, the ability to provide uh, what you've provided. Um, this is when the question of college really comes in. And I know it's a long way to get there, but this is how I got there, is visualizing what my life looked like. Uh, now, again, for me, because I was more engineering-minded, when I did this in high school, 
Um, and some of that's a little bit set. My career is on kind of a certain trajectory. My college is already kind of in the past. And so what I focus on now is a, is, is a little bit different. But in high school, when I was daydreaming about these things, when I was thinking about how did I get these things that I've got, it was always engineering. It was, it was always I wanted to, and primarily it was firearms. I was fascinated with firearms. Um, I wanted, and I would still like to do something with that eventually. It's just not other priorities right now. Um, but it, it was always some sort of engineering. It was always some sort of creating and problem solving uh, and, and, and using my brain to, to acquire uh, that level of cash. That's, that's what I was doing in this pre-college state. Didn't have a process for it, like visualization, like what I do now. Uh, but that's always what my where my head went to was uh, this is what I would like to do uh, to get to where I want to go. Um, and that's where college came in. It's it's kind of hard to be an engineer if you don't go to engineering school. <laughs> OK, that's it's kind of hard to do that. But I had the goal of being an engineer. So this is where I ask you, what do you want to do? Picture your life in 20 years. What do you have? What are your priority levels? There may be there may be some of you to where you don't even want to put a wife and a kid into that into that equation. And for me, I always did. I always wanted that. I always wanted the wife to provide for and the kids to provide for. Um, I I operate better when I have responsibility. I operate better when I have somebody that is depending on me. One hundred percent of the time, if you have a problem and you need it solved and you treat me like I'm the only guy that can solve it, you will get the best of my work. Okay. You will get the best of my work. And so there was always something like that in those daydreams. It was a wife and a kid. That was always priority number one. Uh, and again, I'm not very equipped to talk about it, but faith should be priority number one. Okay, faith. So then your family, that was always priority number two for me. It may look different for you, and that is okay. All right? If if when you visualize this, you can't even fathom putting a family in right now, that's fine. Okay? I don't know what stage in life you're in. But if you can't even fathom putting a family in that right now, then don't and and make your underneath faith, of course, I believe. Um, but make your your finance that's your that's your main goal right now. That's what you're gonna hustle towards. That is okay. Your priorities don't have to align the same way that mine do. Okay. Now, if you have a family, they probably should. <laughs> okay. If you have a family, it should be number two. Um, I believe that there is a, a correct way to live when you have a family uh, and family should probably be number two. But if you're a kid just trying to figure out what to do about college right now and you can't even fathom having a family, that's fine. But if you do want a family, if that's if that's priority number two, then you need to think about that when you're going to college. You need to think about the fact that you need a girlfriend to have a family. Um, you need to think about the fact that you need to be able to find a girl that wants to do the same thing that you want to do. Um, that needs to be in your consideration. Do you have a girlfriend now? Are, are things going well? Where is she going to college? Where do you want to go to college? Uh, these are the types of things that you need to think about. If you have a girlfriend right now, but it's not crazy serious and in your visualization, you don't exactly want a family, maybe you don't need to have a girlfriend right now. These, the, This is how I got to where um, to where I am, by by thinking about these things very, very logically and prioritizing them and then executing them. So, do you want to go to college? That depends. Where do you see yourself in 20 years? If all you see is I own a I own this business. Let's say that you're really really let's say that you're really into cars, okay? Um let's say that you really like cars and you see yourself in 20 years have it you're Richard Rawlings, okay? Please don't drink like he does or, you know, um I don't I don't, I don't know the man, but <laughs> uh 
let's say that you want to be like him in the way that you own one of the premier, the premier shops in the world, okay? One of the only shops that can do what it does in the world. If that is you, um, how are you going to get there? I can tell you right now, I don't know whether Richard has a college degree. Uh, I would tend to doubt it. I would tend to doubt that he does. Uh, but if that is you, that does not require a college degree. It really does not. Okay. And it, it doesn't. It doesn't require a college degree. Uh, you can go out there, you can make a shop, you can hustle. And that $60,000 that you're about to spend in four years, I promise you, it'll go much farther along the way of having your own shop if you use it and leverage it to have your own shop. Okay. <laughs> there is no mechanic in the world. Uh, unless they're like UTI, this is this is where trade schools get involved. If you want to go to UTI, go to UTI. Uh, you can learn a lot. Okay, the uh, the uh, whatever it is, Wyotech, what, whatever it might be, um, whoever the premier shop for mechanics is, go there, learn those things. Um, go off and learn from another shop. Go be a broom hand for another shop for a long time or something, uh, and and learn at these premier shops. Whatever it might be. Um, figure out a path that gets you to that goal in 20 years uh, in the time frame that you, that you want to be in 20 years, okay? Uh, if college is not on that path, don't do it, all right? If your dad is a crane operator and you you can you can think of nothing better but either owning a, a, a crane rental place or uh, owning your own crane place where you perform big lifts or being a crane operator, it doesn't require college. It doesn't require college. And your dad, the crane operator, operator, he may want better for you. Okay. He may want better for you. And I can promise you that he does. Okay. But that doesn't mean that it has to be through college. Um, I know I'm struggling a little bit for, for examples, and I may be rambling a little bit, but think about what you want to do. Does college help you get there? In a lot of cases, it does. I'm not an engineer that I'm, I am not an engineer. I don't do engineering. Okay. But I could not be where I'm at without an engineering degree. Uh, I, I, I'm 24 years old and I, I make good money. I could not be there without an engineering degree. I am not telling you not to go to college. That's not what I'm telling you to do. College was a springboard for me. College was this piece of paper that I could pop in front of people and say, hey, look, I've got this degree. I know how to learn. I know how to follow something through to completion. Hire me. That's that's what I'm asking for. And the fact that it said engineering on there, people thought I was smart. Uh, that, just so you know, uh, engineering does not mean somebody is smart. I can hand, you know, promise you that. Engineering does not mean somebody is smart. Okay, but I had this piece of paper that said engineering. It said, here, look, I can learn. I can do things. I had enough self-control to make it through college. That's what it, that's what it was for me. I learned a lot. Luckily, you know, in my degree... We had industry professionals, and it was really a blessing because we had industry professionals come in from my degree that spent their time in, in many, many other areas, not engineering, and explains a lot of how I know what I know now and the direction that I went was because my degree was a little bit different. I'm not a mechanical engineer. I'm not a uh, an electrical engineer. The closest thing to my degree was, pro degree was probably industrial engineering. It was kind of a mix between industrial and mechanical. Uh, but because it was seen as kind of a lesser degree than mechanical or civil or uh, electrical, what they did is they had uh, night instructors. My degree is is typically where uh, somebody that you know wants to go back to school and they want to get kind of an engineering degree that in order to be promoted, they have to be 
you know, they have to have a four-year degree and they'd like to be promoted. And it's somewhere close to engineering. It's engineering adjacent. Um, it, it, it's called engineering technology is what it is. And, and the idea is that we're supposed to learn about how engineering is implemented into the workplace. Uh, a lot of us went on to be engineers. A lot of us went on to not be engineers. A lot of us just got the degree and went on to do a bunch of other different things. Um, but I don't, I don't do anywhere close to what I studied. Um, very thankful for it, but I don't do anywhere close to what I studied. So I would be a hypocrite if I told you that you ha- that you either don't go to college or do go to college one way or the other. I would be a hypocrite because uh, my degree has gotten me very, very far along with some other things. Uh, well, let me put it this way. I don't think my degree has gotten me that far. Uh, my degree has opened doors that, that other skills and, and things that I've developed have allowed me to step through. Uh, my degree got me past the computer program where you put your application in and it says, do you have a four-year degree? And you check yes. Uh, there's computer programs that'll say, oh, you checked no. We're not even going to show your application to the hiring managers. That's really all my degree has done for me. I, I'm going to be honest. Uh, other than expose me to, to, to other things. Um, it exposed me to other things. I learned different things. So I guess that's kind of hypocritical. But um, the engineering part of my degree, I, I really haven't haven't used it. Uh, the, the, when I was an engineer, I did do some design stuff. I learned all of that stuff before I even got my degree. Um, truly I did, but, um, so is college right for you? I don't know. How do you get there? You know, let's say, let's say you want to own the shop. Let's say that you want to own your, your car shop, but, uh, you don't want to dive into it right now. You don't want to get your, your, your hands super dirty right now. Let's say you've got a skill for accounting. Uh, let's say your dad has an accounting firm or your dad's friend has an in on an accounting firm. Uh, let's say that your dad's going to pay for college and you can go and you can get an accounting degree and you can start in, in four years, you can be making $80,000 a year, which may be a little bit high for a starting accountant, but let's say that your dad's friend is a really good friend or something. I don't know. Um, and you say, Hey, look, in four years at the age of 22, I can start making $80,000 a year. And then I can start putting back for that shop that I want to own. I can work on vehicles on my own time, uh, at my dad's shop or, at my own shop, whatever it might be. But this degree is going to be a springboard for that level of cash. Afterwards, I've got an accounting degree. I've got something to fall back on. Let's go get after it. Perfectly acceptable. So I have three three different, um, let's see, three different criteria for whether you, you should go to college. Uh, that vision that you have 20 years from now, will a degree or money help more? Okay, that's, that's what I'm talking about along the lines of business. Um, Let's say what's a, what's another photographer. Uh, I know some guys, uh, and yes, I said guys, but I know a couple guys. There's one. I think his name is Nick Laughlin. There's another one. I think his name's Perky. Uh, but that are photographers. I know some women that are photographers. I know a lot of people that wanted to be a photographer uh, and that have a talent for it, but they went to college. Some of them it helped. Some of them it didn't. Um, if your goal is to own a photography business, okay. What's the one thing that you got to be good at? You got to be good at taking pictures. Okay. What do good pictures require? They require good equipment. Good pictures require uh, good editing skills. They require artistic touch. And in order to sell those pictures, in order to sell those services, it requires marketing. Okay. I am telling you right now, right now. Okay. (laughs) Unless... Look, I don't know much about marketing. And maybe if you're a photographer and you go to WT and you get a cheap marketing degree, maybe that'll help you just a whole lot. 
my notion, my notion is that being the best photographer wherever you're at, taking the best pictures, and then picking up graphic design for dummies or watching a bunch of graphic design stuff on YouTube, or maybe even going and getting an associates in graphic design would probably benefit you far more, far more than going and getting whatever degree you want to get. Um, again, I know a guy who, and it could be the other way around. The 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 stable income, the W-2 job that you have, that may open up the opportunity for you to spend more money on the camera and stuff like that. I don't know. I don't know how the math works out for everybody's independent situation. Uh, and I went to college. So this advice is, is worth literally what you're paying for it. Um, but do the math, figure out. It's like, hey, I'm already good at taking pictures. Once I got out of high school, I'm already good at taking pictures. I take pictures for the yearbook. I take pictures for my friend's wedding. I'm already good at this. I've already got access to Photoshop. I'm already doing this. I can already make $20,000 a year doing it. Okay. My inclination would be go find a job that helps you support that and that can help build that business until you can be a full-time photographer, whatever it might be. My mom did this for a little bit. My mom was a professional photographer a little bit. Um, She actually went and did all the things. She did the classes like what I'm talking about. She learned how to do Photoshop. She learned how to do graphic design. I went with her on photo shoots. Okay, my mom actually did this for a little bit. Um, it is it, it is possible. Okay, I see people do it all the time. Even a more practical a more practical experience is plumbing. Okay, uh, do you want to be a plumber? Not a lot of people want to be a plumber. Plumbers get paid very well. I know multiple plumbers who are very financially independent. Uh, financially independent is a stretch, but who are are very set up personally with their finances. Um, that is one to where if you want to own a plumbing business, I promise you don't need a business degree. Okay. You need a master's plumber's license. Uh, you go and you get your master's plumber's license by working under a plumber. Okay. Plumbers get set up very good for life. Electricians also get set up very good for life if they make good decisions. The problem that you see with a lot of these kids is that they'll go and they'll start doing this stuff. The moment they get paid $20 an hour, they've never had that much money in their life and they'll blow it on a new truck and get into a lot of debt or, or whatever it might be. Um, they don't always have the self-control that was forced upon us in college to be able to, you know, grind and do your work and all of those things. Um, but the guys who do it and who do it with intentionality are often very successful. Um, I've seen people become linemen. They go and work on your high line poles. Okay. Then they go and they open their own business after being a lineman. Once they've got all their certifications, once they've got all the experiences, uh, that they need all the experience that they need, uh, you save up a little bit of money from your lineman gig, and then you go and you do it for yourself, and you will make a ton of money. You can secure financial freedom for your family by doing that without a college degree. I promise it can be done. You just need to evaluate what the best path for that is. And it may be it may be through an engineering degree. Okay, it may be through a business degree. So, um, yeah, will a degree or money help more? That's something you got to figure out for yourself. That is something you've got to figure out for yourself. Understand that at college, you can either... I think, I don't know how much it is a year. Um, I would be lying if, if I even tried to throw out a number, but I feel like it's not a stretch for $40,000 a year for college. I know you can get grants, you can get scholarships, but, uh, well, let's see, I'm sitting here in front of a, a Google machine. I'll do in Texas. Let's see. Average cost of. 
So average college of or average price of college for a year per year. Dang, I can't talk. Let's see for in-state to oh, okay. Uh, the average cost of college per year in Texas academic year is six six for instant in-state students and sixteen for out-of-state students. Let's see. I feel like that's low. Maybe they're doing. Let's do median. I mean, I paid more than that. Let's see. I'll use their out-of-state number. Let's see. The average cost of college is $20,000 for public schools and forty six dollars for nonprofit. Okay, so $20,000, I guess. Um, yeah, it says sixteen seven eighty dollars for out-of-state students. I feel like it's more than that. National average is twelve. Um, okay, so... Okay, yeah, here it goes. It says the living cost is nine thousand for non campus and ninety five for off campus or for on campus and off campus. Um, so yeah, anyway, uh I feel like you're gonna be spending at least twenty five thousand dollars a year on college. Okay. You're gonna be spending at least twenty five thousand dollars a year on college. Is that extra twenty five thousand dollars a year going to put you closer to your goal? of owning your plumbing business or your electrician business or your car shop or your photography studio. Is that $25,000 going to put you even closer to that goal? Honestly, for me, the answer was no. The answer was no, uh, because number one, I would have gone and blown a lot of it. Uh, but the, the job that I could get was only like, you know, without going to college of 40 grand a year or something like that. Um, didn't really want to work a whole lot with my hands. So I maybe could have made $40,000 a year, probably even less than that uh, in 2017. Um, so the answer was no. It was better off to go to that college uh, to spend that money those years and elevate myself in the salary bracket quicker than what I could uh, if I was out of it. That that's that was the truth. Uh, if I was willing to do plumbing or electric electrical or be a lineman, the answer probably would have been that I should have gone and gotten the job. If I wanted to own a lineman company or a, a line company, a, a utility company, utility contracting company, the answer probably would have been, hey, go grind it out at a utility company, save your cash, and in six years, you'll be in the exact same place, if not a better place, than if you spent that money. Uh, hopefully, you're in a better place than if you spent that money. Uh, it takes a lot of foresight, and it takes a lot of self-control. Okay, When you have all that money sp sitting in your bank account, the goal is not to spend it because you might as well be going to college. Okay. You might as well be going to college. So if you're going to say, oh, I'm going to go be a lineman and I'm going to go out into the oil field and I'm going to make $80,000 a year as an 18-year-old and I'm going to spend every single dime of it, then the answer is no. You're not doing yourself any favors. Uh, and so this this leads to the third question of is, is college right for you? Uh, who's paying? Who's paying for your college? Are your parents paying for your college? Are you paying for your college? Do you have scholarships? This changes the equation. Um, <clears throat> if your parents uh, are only paying for college, if they say we're only this money is only for college, and if it's only for a college of our choice, then you're better off probably taking the free cash and going to college. I mean, truly, you should treat the opportunity with the respect that it deserves, and you should do very well in college. But if they're paying for it, you're getting free money. That's all you're doing is you're getting free money. Um, you're literally getting free money. So go to college, shake the hands that you need to shake, learn the stuff that you need to learn. And if you want to own a mechanic shop after you're out of college, well, then take that degree, go get some cash, uh, go work for a high level car company. I don't know what, I don't know what to tell you, uh, but go and get that degree, 
and earn some cash. Uh, if they're going to pay for your dorm, here's here's the other side of that. If they're going to pay for your dorm and your meal plan and all of that stuff, uh, go do a business degree or whatever it might be. Do something that you can do and also have a full-time job on the side. Uh, it, it can be done. I know people have done it. I did it. Uh, so if your goal is to own a mechanic business and your parents want to send you to college, well, then find a shop around your dorm. Make sure that you can put the time in on your degree and at your work uh, and go make it happen. Go learn how to do mechanic stuff while getting free housing, free food, and get a degree at the same time. You're giving you're you're being given a gift. So who is paying for it? Now, if your parents say I'm only paying for college, then that's fine. You know me, I plan to be very very successful by the time that my my kids go to college. I plan for them to not have to even think about paying for college. Well, actually, that's that's a bad statement. I plan for them to have to think about it. Um I plan for them to uh, we're going to talk about it and we're going to think about it. We're not just going to think that money grows on trees. Uh, but I plan to to be set up for it, uh, as I'm sure most parents do. And sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't. But I plan to be set up for it. And I'm going to be straight up with you. I'm going to tell my kids, look, if you're just going to waste my cash, I would much rather build you a business and help you work through that business. I would much rather do that. I would much rather give you the financial security to go and start a business and to learn how to run a business, whatever that business might be, uh, and, and give you this cash to go do that business. Uh, you know, I, I think, I don't know if, uh, Lucas at T-Rex arms has a degree, but there's a lot of people giving Lucas a lot of hell because his dad, I think either owns the company or bankrolled the company. I don't, I don't know what he did. Uh, but that is, that is my goal is to be either have a business to hand over or to be able to give them the, the funds to be able to start that. To say, hey, look, I've got $50,000 in the bank right now uh, that if we use it uh, judiciously, if, if you set it up correctly, you can have your own mechanic shop. And I will help you do that. It's going to be a far better use of money than for me to send you to go and screw off at Texas Tech for or WT for four years. Um, that's It's going to be a better use of my cash. So I will do that. Uh, ask your parents, okay? If, if you're a teenager and you're already thinking this far ahead, um, actually, you know, if you're a teenager and you're already thinking, you should probably go be a doctor, set your sights higher. That's another thing is, is, you know, what are, where, where is your, uh, is your goal high enough? If you think about yourself in 20 years, is that truly the, the tip of your potential? Is that, is that a, if I work hard 60% of the time or 30% of the time or 90% of the time, what is the true tip of my potential? And whatever you think about, set it a little bit higher. So maybe you think about, being a uh, a physical therapist or something, and physical therapists make a lot of money actually, especially these days, this day and age. Um, maybe you think your goal is to be a chiropractor. Uh, well, if you're 16 and you're already thinking about these things, set your goal to be a doctor. Set it to be a trauma surgeon. Set it to be something that makes three, four hundred thousand dollars a year, and go do that. Um, set your set your goal higher because I know you can do it, especially if you're already thinking about it at this age. But um, go to your parents and say, hey, look. Uh, what can we do with this cash? Does it have to be spent on college at this college? What can we do with this cash? It, again, if you want to have a, a photography business, learn how to make a business plan. Learn how to to utilize that cash in the beginning of your photography business and go to your parents and say, hey, look, I know you've got 80,000. And sometimes they may have funds that can only go to college. I don't know how saving for college works. Uh, but if it's just sitting in a bank account and it's not having to be dedicated to college, you might go to them and say, hey, look, this is how I plan to make your money worth it. Uh, it's not hard. You don't have to have a business degree to do that stuff. 
Uh, you can actually look up SCORE, S-C-O-R-E. Uh, there's a place in Fort Worth where they have a, a business plan template and they actually have coaching. Uh, Google, use Google, okay? Figure out how to start a business. You can do it. Um, and, and as a matter of fact, if you want the business plan, I think I've got it. It's a business plan template from SCORE, S-C-O-R-E, uh, where they help out entrepreneurs, okay? Put this together and go to your parents and say, hey, look, this is how I'd rather use that cash. Some of them may go for it. Some of them may not. And if they're not going to go for it, uh, you know, this is this is something that happens. If they're not going to go for it, uh, and let's say they only have half of your college tuition. I saw this happen where it's like your college is going to cost, you know, $40,000, but they've only got $20,000 and you're not willing to front that other 20. Um, be willing to walk away from that cash if it's not what you want. Be willing to establish your 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 life and be willing to establish yourself as an individual and walk away from that cash if it's going to come with strings attached that you don't want. Okay, or, <laughs> I mean, or go and, and do $20,000 worth of college and once the $20,000 runs out, go do what you want to do. I don't I don't know. I don't care. Um, but don't let them have dominion over you and get you into debt. Uh, that's bad too. I've seen that and it's not good. Um, tell them to hold on to it and tell them, okay, look, if you're not going to be willing to set me up with this photography business, I'm going to go do it myself. Why don't you hold on to that cash? And when I make this successful, how about we agree that I get that cash for a house down payment or something, whatever it may be. Understand that this cash is fluid and it doesn't have to be spent on college. I don't know. There's some savings account that I think it can only be used to, you know, for college or it's got to be held until they're a certain age. I don't, I don't, I don't know what it is, but um, if it's just cash in a bank account, uh, understand that it can be used uh, in a lot of different ways. And I feel like a lot of people, uh, they miss that and they let their parents pressure them into a course of life that that isn't where they need to go. Again, I watched it happen multiple times, watched it happen multiple times. And I watched people get useless degrees that they weren't passionate about at colleges that they didn't care for that cost twice as much as mine. I watched it happen. Uh, so who's paying for that? Uh, and by the way, I have the same feelings about a wedding versus a house or a honeymoon, by the way. Um, if her dad has, if her dad has twenty thousand dollars sitting inside uh, a bank account for the wedding, if he's willing to pay twenty thousand dollars for the wedding, ask him if you can pay five thousand dollars, have a small wedding, uh, get half of it for a honeymoon or five grand for a honeymoon, and then uh, the other ten thousand dollars for for a house down payment. Um, don't be afraid to go and use their money a little bit more smarter, <laughs> use their money in more intelligent ways than what they were planning on, or ways that more fit your needs and are going to allow you to be successful. Here's the last. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. Um, here's the last thing I have to say about deciding whether you go to college or whether you're not. There is no way around the work. Okay, I've looked for it, I've searched for it, um, I've tried desperately. There is no way around the work. There is no way to if you want to be successful. Okay, if you want to be successful, if you want to have these these big things and these big plans, uh, there is no way around the work. There's no way around the work to get to where you want to go. A college degree won't do it for you. I've got a college degree. Um, most nights I stay up till 1030 and I try to wake up at 430. Okay. Um, I work my butt off to get where I'm trying to go. And when I wasn't working my butt off, I spent years not working my butt off. I wasn't getting where I wanted to go. Okay. Uh, if I had spent just this last week alone, if I had spent the past six years working the way I've worked the last week alone, 
who knows where I would be right now. It would be a lot farther along. Okay. There is no way around the work, whether you're plumber Bob or you're, uh, you're, you're, you're educated and you go and get a college degree. It doesn't matter. There's no way around the work. Even coming out of that degree, I'm sorry, but the difference between $40,000 and $65,000 a year, that difference does not take away the work. It does not. And I will tell you that the difference between $45,000 and $65,000 a year, you can do that for free with a couple years worth of work instead of going to college and paying $40,000 to gain that $20,000. Okay. (laughs) If you're just looking at a salary figure, I promise to me, if you come to me and you're saying, hey, I'm a plumber. I only make $40,000 a year. I want to make $65,000 a year. I think I'm going to go get a college degree. I'm going to say, buddy, there are much easier ways to get to $65,000 a year uh, than just going and getting a college degree. All right. There are much easier and quicker ways as a plumber to get to $65,000 a year than to go and get a college degree, which by the way, $65,000 a year, people think engineers make a lot of money. They do eventually. um, Once they get a PE, once they open their own firms, Engineers are set up for for a good life, uh, but sixty five thousand dollars a year is is I don't know what it is now, but I know when I was coming out of school, uh, you were that was about where you were going to start, whether you liked it or not, unless you wanted to move into the oil field and go do a bunch of that stuff. Um, you could get up into the ninety thousand dollar a year starting range, but those were mechanical engineers uh, that were working a lot of overtime, offshore rigs, uh, natural gas plants, stuff like that, and those jobs were few and far between. Uh, most people that graduated. We're making between forty-five and sixty-five thousand dollars a year as an engineer, which forty-five thousand dollars a year is, or forty thousand dollars a year is about twenty thousand dollars, or uh, about twenty dollars an hour. Uh, let's see, thirty-five thousand dollars a year is about seventy. Uh, you you do it times twenty eighty, so twenty eighty times thirty-five is like seventy-two thousand dollars a year, I think. Actually, it's exactly seventy two eight. I know because at one time I got paid that. Um, so I will tell you that there are much easier ways to to make up a twenty five thousand dollar pay gap than going to school for four years if that's all you're doing it for. Um, but yeah, there's no way around the work. You're gonna have to work to get there. You're going to have to work to get there. Choose the way you want to work. Choose your hard. Okay, this is an Andy Frazella concept. Choose your hard. It's gonna be hard either way. College is hard. Staying on the straight and narrow in college is hard. It's difficult, okay? After college, it's hard. It's still hard to get up to a, a reasonable income, to get up to a, a good salary. It's still difficult. You still have to put in your time. You still have to, to put forethought into what you're doing. You still have to go into work every day with the intention to do better. It's still hard, okay? Choose your hard. Choose your hard. There's no way around the work. All right, now... Let's say you've picked a major, or uh, let's say you've decided that you want to go to college. Where am I at? I'm at 46 minutes. Oh, my gosh. Let's say um, I'm going to go through this pretty quickly. Um, How to pick a major. So let's say that you've decided you want to go to college. Uh, How to pick a major. Um, Honestly, I think you should probably... These go hand in hand. You can pick a major before you decide to go to college or when you decide to go to college or after you've decided that you want to go to college, uh, how do you pick your major? Uh, and the reason I say that is because if you already know what you want to do in 20 years, you may have already picked your major. But um, let's let's talk about how to pick a major. Ask people who do what you want to do, okay? <laughs> Ask them what they've got. Um, <clears throat> let's see. If your dad works at 
uh, a plant and you think that you want to go be uh, a plant manager or an engineer or a project manager, then ask your dad if he will take you up there or get you phone numbers or whatever it might be and go ask every single one of them, what is your four-year degree in? Some of them may tell you, I don't have a four-year degree. Some of them may tell you, oh, I've got a four-year degree in physical education. I This, this happened. Um, I've seen all of it. I've seen all of it. Um, I don't have a degree. Oh, I got a degree in, in four-year education. Oh, I used to be an RN. Oh, I, I used to be a teacher. Um, I've seen it all. I've seen it all. I've seen uh, environmental sciences. I've seen uh, geology, and they were a project manager. Uh, I've seen teachers, and they work on cost control stuff. I've seen all sorts of things. I've seen no degrees, and they and they do the same job that I do. Um, evaluate where they're at in life and how they have that job. Look at the job structure, and this may piss a lot of people off. If you listen to this and you work with me, I'm sorry. Um, truth hurts, I guess. I don't know, but um, look at where they're at in life. Are they 40 and they have this job? Are they 50 and they have this job? Are they 20 and they have this job? Are they 30 and they have this job? That doesn't always mean anything. It's not bad. It's not a bad thing at all. But evaluate how quick they got there. Because I'm telling you, the people that I saw that didn't have a degree that had these engineering jobs, I think back to Bell Helicopter, there's guys that they didn't have a degree or they did, they only had a two-year degree instead of a four-year degree, but they were 20 years older than the rest of us. And they were getting paid the same amount. Um, Think about that. Think about that they had to wait 20 more years to get paid the same amount as what I did. Think about that. Um, Ask them how they got to that position. Okay. Um, Understand that they, they may not have got there very quick. Understand that they may have got there really quick. Understand that they may have made a transition in life. Understand that um, they may have thought that what they were doing wasn't worth it to them. They may have taken a pay cut. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying consider it. You know, when I go and ask people about advice, I always consider how old are they? How old are they? What have they been through to get to this? Um, typically, I'll ask, you know, are you married with kids? Oh, I've got, you know, two divorces. And it's like, okay, well... For some reason, this guy's got two divorces, okay, in the oil field. You know, one of the main reasons I didn't go to the oil field, I didn't go to oil and gas, was because almost everybody that I had talked to that actually had a reasonable amount of money. And when I say reasonable, I'm not talking like they've got a couple thousand acre ranches. I'm talking about they may have 10 acres out in Podunk. That's that's what I'm talking about, which is not cheap anymore. Um, But maybe they make $300,000 a year and they've got 10 acres out in Podunk and they're 60-something. Okay, or 50 something or even 40 something. That's not that hard to obtain at 40 something years old. Uh, but it's a it's a good life. They've got a good life. They've got a nice truck. They've got money in the bank, but they've got three divorces. And it's like, well, how did you get that money? Oh, well, I had to spend literally every waking moment down in Odessa. And my wife wasn't happy with that, <laughs> you know, or. Um, oh, yeah, I had to spend every waking moment traveling around the country uh, to different facilities. And my wife cheated on me. I've had three wives that have cheated on me. Okay, it's like, well, maybe that's not the path that I want to go on. And I know I'm talking about picking a major, and I'm sorry, but uh, it, it works for whether you decide to go to college too. Uh, I, again, I've seen everything. Go ask them what they've got. And what you'll find, I guarantee what you'll find, is that a lot of them have no major in particular. Okay, if you go into an engineering firm, yeah, a lot of them are going to have engineering degrees. Okay, I sat down across from an engineer who was damn near running his whole department that had a physics degree, which I mean, fair enough. Um, I mean, but he had a doctorate in physics and chemical engineering. 
let's see i know somebody who oh yeah uh i i work with a lady that um has a chemical engineering degree and she does project stuff i mean a lot of times you'll find that they have no degree in particular they just have a degree uh that that holds true a lot as a matter of fact i can't think of any place that that doesn't hold true uh for me that i've worked if they had a degree it was just a lot of them had degrees that fit a lot of them didn't uh, a lot of us have engineering degrees and end up in project management um let's see look at job descriptions for that job yeah that's another good point is what job do you want let's say that you want to be um uh, uh whatever whatever it is i don't know um labor and delivery nurse i don't know what it is um whatever you want to be, look up job descriptions for that. You as a 16 year old have access to the internet. You can find job descriptions, go look and see what they're requiring for that. Uh, if you want to be a structural engineer, see whether you need a structural engineering degree or a civil engineering degree, whatever it might be. Um, go look at the job that you want and see what degree that requires. Look at some of the job descriptions for that and see whether they even require a four year degree, uh, whether they require a master's degree, whether it needs to be accredited, uh, go look at those jobs. Let's see. um oh look at salary in your area not in u.s yeah that's a good point um look at the uh the area in which you're graduating so like for me at wt we went to a division two school i promise you that median salaries coming out of wt are much lower than probably the median salary for engineers across the united states why because cost of living is higher at other places um you know engineers in california they're getting paid $95,000 a year and they're living like somebody in Amarillo gets paid 45, literally. Um, that's no lie. Uh, so look at median salaries in your area and look at cost of living in your area if you want to, are trying to pick a major. If you're trying to decide whether to go between civil and mechanical, uh, look in your area to see which ones get paid more, not in, in the entirety of the US, unless you want to move. But uh, make sure that you're looking at in, in your area Uh, Look at the median salary, not the average salary. The median is going to be the one that's right in the middle. Uh, The average salary, it can be either higher or lower. Um, I prefer to look at the median salaries. Let's see. Uh, Consider grad school as a specifier differentiator versus a minor. Yeah, uh, very, very important point. Um, A lot of people will say, oh, I'm going to go and get an engineering degree with a minor in business. Incorrect plan. Not the right plan. Not Not at all the right plan. Get through your engineering degree quick and then get an MBA. It's going to look much better. It's going to look much better if you have an MBA versus a minor in business. They already don't don't give a damn what your what your four year degree is in. They're not going to care about your minor. They're, they're not going to. I'm sorry. I hate to tell you, uh, they're not going to care about your minor. Uh, oh, I need to add something else in, into this conversation. Sorry, this is going to be a long podcast, guys. Uh, but they don't care about your minor. Don't don't fool yourself into into doing extra work and not getting anything for it. If you're going to do extra work, go and get a, a master's degree. Uh, and and do understand that you don't always have to get your uh, your undergrad degree in the same way, uh, in the same department that you get your grad degree in. A lot of people go to engineering school and then they go to law school. A lot of people go to engineering school and then they go get an MBA. Um, sometimes it needs to be specified. Like, I don't think you're going to be able to go get a business degree and then go get a master's in engineering. Um, but understand that, this, I mean, for example, if you want to go into patent law, which sounds just incredibly exciting, uh, if you want to go into patent law, it, it may not be a bad idea uh, to get an engineering degree and then go get a law degree, you know, a, a master's in law. I think you can do that. I don't think you have to go to an undergrad law school to go to grad school for law. I don't think you do. 
Um, I think a lot of people go to like political science and then go and get a law degree. Uh, you know, you may, it may really be really tough because most engineers that I know can't spell their own name. Uh, so going and writing law degrees might be difficult. Uh, but if you have a knack for the English language and, uh, you want to do patent law, then go get an engineering degree and then go get a law degree. It's perfectly good. You know, if, if you think that you're going to, if you think that you could still do the grad law school, uh, but you're going to enjoy the engineering degree more and it's going to specialize you fine. You go do that. Um, go get, I know people that I think have gotten engineering degrees and then going, gone to grad medical school. They had to do a couple little undergrad classes, but their degree is in engineering. And then they went to medical school. Uh, and they're biomechanic engineers. I think that I think that happened. Um, I hope I'm not lying to you, but regardless, uh, don't focus on a minor at all. Bad plan. Focus on a major if you're going to try to add something else on top of your degree. Um, let's see. That's all I've got for picking a major. Here are the last couple things that I'll say on college when we talk about, and then I'll talk about transitioning into the workforce. All right, guys. Um, dual credit classes. Dual credit classes. If you're listening to this and you're still in high school, what do you do with dual credit classes? I will tell you right now, I graduated with an engineering degree or with an associate's degree. I had something like 72 hours. An associate's degree only uh, requires 60, 60 hours. Most kids graduated with 60 hours. I had 72. Um, I did every dual credit class that I could. Uh, was it worth it? No, it was, it was really not worth it at all. Um, it was cool. I thought I was hot stuff because I graduated college before I graduated high school. Uh, you know, it was, it was, it was cool to stand up there on the stage with everybody. You know, again, we all thought we were hot shit and, uh, it was cool to be, to be one of those. Um, it was cool to stand up with, with those people that we were competing with in high school and be like, yeah, I did it too. Um, but, uh, it wasn't worth it. If you can do it on scholarship, uh, if your parents, if your parents making you are making you do dual credit classes, just shut up and do it. It's going to be better experience anyway. Um, but don't think that it's, uh, you're not going to get anything in the world with an associate's degree, except a cookie, unless it's like an RNA or something like that. If you get an associate's in science, nobody cares. I promise you, nobody cares. Uh, what it is going to help you do is, uh, get some of those classes out of the way. I didn't have to go to college English class. I didn't have to take any single history class in college. Thank God, because I hated it. Um, I didn't have to go and take those classes. Uh, in college because I got them out of the way in high school. Here is a cautionary. Here is my my words of caution for that. If you're going into an engineering degree, make sure that the, the dual credit math that you're doing is actually, number one, going to count towards your engineering degree and is going to be up to the standards that engineering school requires because mine wasn't. Now, granted, I didn't pay attention very well, uh, but it's still, it was not up to the, the fact that I was able to pass my classes, um, not pay attention very well, simply meant that it wasn't up to the standard of uh engineering grade math it was not it 100% set me up for failure uh not necessarily for failure i set myself up for failure um but and i never failed i never failed a college class but um it was uh it was not the type of math that i needed it was not in depth enough um a lot of these kids were way ahead of me even though i had that dual credit uh al- you know college algebra and precalculus uh, even though I had that stuff, uh, it did not set me up for success going into an engineering degree. It was wasted money. That's all it was, was wasted money. Um, they did not do it to the level that the engineers did. They did not have the same expectations. Uh, it was wasted cash. Same thing on my biology, on my biology classes. Now I'll be forever grateful that my parents paid for that stuff because I did learn 
uh, it was a good experience. And again, I get to say that I graduated college before I graduated high school. Um, but my biology, uh, my biology credits literally did nothing for me. Um, absolutely nothing. And, you know, I'm sure it may hurt my parents to hear that because I know they paid for them. Um, I know they paid that bill, but, uh, I wish somebody would have told me that these biology credits, um, don't go towards anything at all. They, they literally didn't like my biology credits were useless. Uh, I had to clep chemistry. So in, in an engineering degree, they didn't offer chemistry for dual credit. All they offered was biology. And so, uh, I took the biology classes, but Turns out I needed Chem 1 and Chem 2. Well, I got through my whole degree without doing Chem 1 and Chem 2. Uh, never touched chemistry. Got through my whole engineering degree, never touching chemistry. I learned chemistry because I had to for some of the classes, uh, but I never had to touch Chem 1 or Chem 2. Got to the, uh, got to my senior year of college. They said, hey, you're not going to graduate if you don't have Chem 1 and Chem 2. I said, screw y'all. I've done literally every, uh, every class that it's a, a prerequisite for. Uh, they have what's called prerequisites, which means that you can't take this class if you don't have this class. Well, going through college, the teacher can put you into that class without the prereq. Uh, they can say, yeah, you you know enough, or this isn't actually a prereq, we'll get you through it type of thing. Uh, I did all of my classes without a prereq for chemistry. So I had three or four or five different classes that had a prereq for chemistry. I went to the professors and I say, hey, look, you had me in other classes. You know that I know what I'm doing. I'll be able to figure it out. Can I, can I not have this prereq in there? And they would sign it and we would move on. And then when I got there at the end of it, they said, no, you have to have chemistry. You have to satisfy the requirements for the degree. And I said, all of my senior classes are done. Literally every one of them. Like the, I, I've done everything that this was a prereq for. They said, sorry about you. So I had to clep it. Clepping is where you take a test that proves that you know what you're doing uh, in that subject. And to be honest, I didn't know chemistry well enough to clep it, but it, in two weeks I learned it. Um, and I ended up clapping it, but my biology was useless. It was absolutely useless. Uh, if they had offered college chemistry and if I had taken it, uh, during high school would have never had the issue. I uh, would have never had to pay the hundred dollars for the CLEP test would have never had to study. Like I studied, I, I really didn't study for the CLEP test. It was kind of, kind of irresponsible on my part. I went in there and I guessed and somehow, um, passed the test, but, um, <clears throat> so, uh, dual credit not really worth it uh if it's not going to be in line with your degree it is very worth it to take things that aren't in line with your degree take things that aren't in line with your degree get it out of the way uh go in there with the ability to either take less credits when you need to take less credits um because sometimes what you'll be able to do is instead of instead of having to pack on 15 credits for one semester um you can only do 12 or maybe maybe let's say you have to do 12 but you get to take something that you enjoy uh, let's say you have to do 12 in order to maintain full-time status, but you get to take something you enjoy instead of a BS history class that you don't care about. Um, you get to go take photography or, you know, a sports and exercise science course or whatever it might be. Um, it frees you up to take other things or to not have to take anything at all. So take things that are going to be outside of your major. Don't look at an, an associate's degree. I promise you means nothing. Nobody cares. And I hate to say that, but nobody cares. Um, last, last thing. Let's see, what do we add an hour? Let me get another drink. So, uh, last thing is how to transition into the workforce. Um, I'm going to try to leave politics at the door uh, for this conversation and not really bring them into it. But um, I saw a lot of people 
who were propped up by the colleges. I saw a lot of people who were given handouts, uh, and that's what they are. And I mean, they earned them. Maybe they're not handouts, scholarships, whatever it might be. Uh, no, they were handouts. Um, who were given handouts who were not properly prepared for the workforce at all. Um, it, it did them a disservice for going into the workforce. Um, for me, I transitioned very well. <laughs> I mean, I transitioned very well. I was making, let's see, I was making $57,000 a year when I graduated for college. Uh, when I, yeah, when I graduated college, I was making 50, $57,000 a year. Um, which is, is it's, it's kind of wild to, I was making that honestly six months before I graduated college. So, um, yeah, uh, that's not to like pat myself on the back, but that's to say that the transition, there was no transition. I had already made that transition. Um, a lot of people did not have that experience. A lot of people had to sit at home and job search for months and months and months after college. A lot of people went into a brand new job, not having any clue what to expect, uh, which is fair. Um, a lot of people focused on college. A lot of people got better degrees than I did and started uh, at a higher uh, at a higher uh, salary than what I did. So fair enough. A lot of people got their degrees and started at 75 instead of 57. I got there eventually and then passed them quickly because I had a lot of experience. But uh, there's a thousand ways to skin a cat, I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, but the way that I did it, it worked out pretty well. Um, number one, internships, apply for internships. I don't care. I don't care if they say that you have to be a junior or a senior to apply for that internship, go and talk to them, go to these career fairs, shake their hand, make them, don't make them think that you're a junior or a senior. Don't lie. Uh, but shake their hand like you're a junior or a senior, go in there with the confidence of a junior or a senior, um, shake their hand and say, look, I want this internship. Um, they may assume you're a junior or a senior until proven otherwise. Don't lie. I never believe in lying. It's not good. Uh, but go in there and act, uh, like you're, like you're worthy of that internship. Go in there and present yourself with the confidence that, Hey, I can do this internship. Uh, don't wait around, apply for things that you're not qualified for. A lot of people won't say this. I will, um, apply for things that you're not qualified for and then tell them why you're qualified for them. Don't lie. Tell them why you think you're qualified for them. They may say, oh, well, you don't have a prior internship, uh, you know, a prior in engineering internship. We want you to have at least one internship under your belt before you come to say us. You say, look, I think I'm ready for this. Uh, I love everything that you're doing. Uh, I had these, this, this, and this job in high school. Uh, I currently have this job right now. I know how to work. I know how to show up on time. Um, I, have, I, I learned things incredibly quickly. And I'm ready for this internship. They may tell you to screw off. They may say, no, we have these rules for a reason. We've been bitten the butt in the past. Uh, for me, I'm telling you right now, I got an internship way earlier than what I should have. Honestly, uh, I don't know about should have. I mean, I was I was at the same level, uh, honestly, intellectually than as, as any of the rest of them were. Uh, just the fact that they were juniors and seniors doesn't mean they were any better at the job than I was. Some of them had past internships and that made them better at the job. Uh, but the fact that they had two more years of college, it didn't help them at all. Um, but I got one of those internships where they typically only accepted juniors and seniors and they brought me on as a freshman, um, or I guess a sophomore into my freshman year. Um, so they brought me on as a quote unquote sophomore in college. Uh, that's how it goes. 
um, apply for things that you're not even qualified for, apply for a lot of things that you are qualified for, get an internship, go do internships that mean something. Um, go get paid internships, find the paid internships and do them. A lot of times they're probably better internships. They actually expect you to do things. Uh, let's see work capital. I have work here. Uh, I worked 30 hours a week at the, at minimum, uh, every th throughout my college career. Throughout my college career, what happened was, well, I don't, I don't want to say that. Um, towards the end of my first semester, uh, I needed to go get a better job. I needed to get some more money flowing into my bank account. Uh, I was going to go weld. Actually, it's kind of a funny story. Um, I was going to go weld because I had welded in high school and I was a good welder and I had done fabrication for all of high school. And so I was going to go find a trailer shop or... Uh, some sort of metal shop and just go weld for these guys while I uh, while I did college. Uh, one of them picked me up and said, wait, you're in engineering school? And I said, yes. And they said, why don't you come and try to do some drawings for us? Why don't you start doing some design uh, in the feed yard industry? So I did. Uh, from that day forward, I think I worked 20 hours a week for them at least. Um, I may have worked even more. But actually, I, I know I worked more because I worked during the week. But uh, I worked at least 30 hours a week. Um, throughout my college career, doing things that mattered, doing things that served my degree. I worked pretty much as a design engineer at least 30, 30 hours a week uh, throughout my college career. And in the summer, I worked full-time, full-time uh, throughout my college career. That is the biggest factor of getting me to the salary level and the position level that I'm at now is because I worked. All of that experience counted as experience. All of that experience counts towards what I do now. Um, I've been building capital projects since I was 18. I'm 24 now. I've uh, been designing capital projects and having things to do with project management since I was 18, and I'm 24 now. I've technically only been out of college for four years. I've got six years of work experience. Um, full six years of work experience, where typically I would have to only put four. Um, but I've got six years of work experience. I know somebody else that did this. Not going to say their name, but they followed a very similar route as what I did. Uh, they worked through college and it got them very far ahead. Him and I are actually at the exact same spot right now. Um, and he worked through college. He actually went through a mechanical engineering degree. I did not. His classes were much harder. Uh, and he still gr he was grinding it out. Absolutely grinding it out. Working, doing the engineering stuff. Got out of college with a degree with the work experience work. Okay. You can do it. Uh, if we can do it, you can do it. I promise you, if we can do it, you can do it. So go work, go get a job that serves your degree. I don't, and it doesn't have to, you know, he and I kind of had interesting circumstances to where we all, we were allowed to do engineering stuff without an engineering degree. We were the ones that knew how to run the computer. Uh, we had a little bit of engineering background. We had a lot of fabrication background. And so we could put things together on the computer and make drawings of things uh, and design things that have never been made before without that engineering degree. You won't find that a lot of times. Go do clerical stuff. Go do filing for these engineering guys. Uh, go find an engineering firm and say, hey, look, I will literally sweep your floors. Uh, I will help you file documents. I will be your receptionist uh, for the next four years. I don't care. Get as close as you can to that job that you want to do, learn everything that you can about it and work through your engineering degree. Okay. Uh, I, 
if you have to get a job that's outside of that, not everybody can go in. There's only so many engineering firms in Amarillo. There's a lot of engineering students. Some of them had to work at coffee shops. I get it. Okay. I get it. Um, be the one that goes and does their very best to try to find something that's close to your degree and that you can relate to your work experience, your work experience and whatever job you get, there's always ways that you can relate it. Um, working at a coffee shop, it's probably a great thing to pair with an engineering degree if you know what you're doing. Uh, because if you know anything about engineers, you know, that interpersonal skills are not their forte. Um, honestly, if I was hiring engineers, I'd probably rather hire an engineer that came from a coffee shop than an engineering firm. <laughs> I mean, I, I can teach you what you need to know about engineering. Uh, dear God, please come to me with the skills to be able to work with people because most engineers can't. Um, so that's, I, I think that's all I've got on that. Uh, be willing to go work, find something, uh, that, uh, serves what you want to do. Leverage that when you get out of your degree, don't sit idle, don't sit idle in college. You're still going to have to go work that work experience. Four years of work experience is worth just as much, uh, if not more as your degree, once you have your degree. So, uh, people get very upset sometimes when they have a degree and they want this job and they're like, well, do you have four years of work experience? And they're like, well, no, but I've got a degree. It's like, well, you gotta have four years of work experience. Sorry about you. Um, go get that work experience, uh, get an early start on that. Last thing I have to say is take open doors. Um, just because you get your degree in something doesn't mean that you have to follow that path into work. Uh, take it from me. Um, I took an open door because it was $11,000 more than what I was making. <laughs> and I said, yeah, I'll go do it. It was close enough. It was working with people. Uh, and it was $11,000 more than what I was making. And I already identified that my goal was not to be an engineer. My goal was not to be an engineer. That's not what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a business owner. I didn't really care how I got there. I did, but I didn't. Uh, I wanted to do something. I wanted to do something and I wanted to own something and I wanted to have that life for my family that I visualize. Uh, so what I did was uh, I took that job. I said $11,000 a year, that's gonna get me closer to my goals. Uh, that's going to get me closer to my goals. I'm gonna take this job. I'm gonna step out of my area of expertise. I'm gonna learn something new. I'm going to take this old that I've learned. I'm going to pair it with the new that I've learned. And on the next opportunity, I'm going to tell them, this is why I'm better than your other candidate is because I stepped out of this role that I was in. I stepped into this role that I was in and I succeeded. And it's worked very, very well for me. <coughs> um, it's worked very well for me. Again, I've worked with people who have healthcare administration degrees uh, and that are doing project management. Okay. <laughs> uh, and they're doing very, very well at it. They like it. Um, they're doing very well at it. It has made them a lot of money, a lot more than it probably would have been in healthcare administration for a couple of years at least. Um, so be willing to take open doors, uh, as long as they fit within your goals. Now, again, if my goal was to be a professional engineer, uh, it would not have been a good move to make the move that I had made. I would have needed to have needed to have made another move, uh, to go and work under a professional engineer. If you want a PE license, you have to think about that that it's a lot easier to get a PE if you work underneath a professional engineer. So you've got to go to an engineering firm. Um, that's what you've got to do. Uh, but it wasn't within my main goal to be a professional engineer. It just is not. I don't want to do that. Uh, professional engineers, I, 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 can, I can stand up an engineering firm uh, and hire a professional engineer um, probably easier than what it would take for me to become a professional engineer. That's not always a good strategy because you're relying on somebody else's expertise and license. Uh, that's not great, but the businesses that I want to own, it'll be easier for me to hire a professional engineer than it would be for me to be one. So 
it wasn't necessary. So I took the open door that, that, that I had, uh, and it's worked out very well for me and it's worked out very well for other people that have taken open doors. Don't be afraid. I guess I'll add this on there. We're already at an hour 15. Do not be afraid of quote unquote job hopping. Um, don't be afraid of job hopping. Also don't hop jobs for no reason. Don't hop jobs for no reason. Don't get fired. Uh, don't just go from job to job, to job, to job, to job for no damn reason. Um, for me, uh, <laughs> it's kind of tough to think about, but not tough to think about, but I've had a lot of jobs in the past couple of years and a lot of people look at me like I'm crazy. They're like, you've worked in how many places in the last couple? Like nobody's going to hire you because they think that you're going to leave. Um, this is not to brag. Uh, I have in, in, in terms of salary, this hasn't come every single year, but in terms of salary, since I basically started working to where I'm at now, my salary has grown $10,000 for every year of work. That is, that is big. And again, not trying to pat myself on my back, but I did that through taking the opportunities that were open to me. And when I tell my managers that, when I tell, you know, the hiring managers, look, every one of these opportunities, I had to take it. Uh, some of them, they wouldn't work with my college school and I had to go to college. So I'm, so I went somewhere else. I made the life that I wanted to have. Um, but you know, when people look at me and they say, oh, you got all the, all them jobs. I don't know about that. It's because every one of them has been a step up. Uh, a couple of them have been lateral steps that I needed to make. Uh, maybe it was a lateral step in responsibility, but a step up in pay. Uh, some of them were a lateral pay, uh, pay, but a step up in responsibility. Um, a couple of them were a, a lateral pay step, but a step up in responsibility. Um, don't be afraid of quote unquote job hopping. Also, don't throw a job away for no reason. Um, don't throw a job away for no reason. There's a couple jobs where I'm like, man, I probably could have stuck that one out for a little bit longer. Uh, and there's a couple of them that I'm like, man, I'm damn glad I didn't damn glad I didn't because I wouldn't have had that experience. I wouldn't have met this person. I wouldn't have gained that level of cash. Um, Take the opportunities that are open for you and, and make those jumps. That's the world we live in today, especially with online job postings, especially with the, <clears throat> the turmoil in the economy um, where one day somebody could cut your salary and then and at the same time somebody else is raising salaries uh, because wherever this person's losing the money, it's going to this person. <laughs> so um, think about that. Don't be afraid to move laterally within a company. Uh, don't be afraid to put your job, what they call it, bidding out. Don't be afraid to bid out of your apartment or, or a apartment department. Don't be afraid to do that. That's how people, that's how people go. That's how people go far. And you want to know how people go really far inside of organizations. They bid out. Um, I've talked to, so I, I worked at a, a company called bell flight or bell helicopter. You may know them because they make the V 22 Ospreys that crash with Marines in them all the time. Yeah, it's a joke. Um, but, uh, I worked for that company. They are inside a, a big conglomerate called Textron. Uh, I believe Textron owns it all. Yeah, Textron Industries owns a lot of these different companies. They own Bell Helicopter. They own Arctic Cat. They own Textron Vehicles. They own Textron Aviation, something like that. They own a lot of different companies. And they were very big on letting us talk to not necessarily their executives, but big leaders in the company and say, you know, I, I once met a woman that I guarantee you, I guarantee you she made half a million dollars a year. Uh, and she ran a couple of different plants. She was a single woman. Uh it was kind of sad when she would talk about it, you know, about how she always wanted a family and stuff like that. But I digress. 
she had to have made half a million dollars a year, at, at least 300,000, at least 300,000. She would talk about all the nice vehicles she had, all of that stuff. Uh, we asked her, how did you get where you were at? And she said, well, I was a chemical, chemical engineer. I, I want to say maybe she worked for a candy company, uh, but she was a chemical engineer. She got on with Bell doing some sort of chemical engineering. And then they said, hey, you solve problems pretty well. <clears throat> Are you interested in coming into the accounting side of it? And she was like, huh? <laughs> you know, like, I don't want to do accounting. Uh, and she said, okay, I'll go do the accounting. She went over to the accounting and she solved their problem. And they said, well, what about supply chain? Okay, well, what about operations? Okay, well, what about engineering again? And she bounced around within this organization. She went to outside places. She went to Textron Aviation. Uh, Textron Aviation had an issue. She applied for that job. She went over there and she solved the problem there. She ended up working her way far above in, in Textron. Uh, a lot of people think that the way that you get up inside these companies is to get a, you know, you get a job, uh, get really, really good at it, which you do need to do, and then stay there. That is not what you need to do. You need to get a job. You need to get really, really good at it and leverage yourself enough to jump to another part of that company uh, and then execute. Execute perfectly in that other part of the company. And then when somebody else has a problem, jump to that part of the company and execute. Uh, what what really, really benefits people a lot of times is finding an organization where that is possible and doing it and doing it very, very well. Um, doing it very, very well. And, you know, something that I've had to tell companies um, something that I've had to tell companies when they interview me and they say, dude, you've had a lot of different jumps on your resume. Why have you had that? I always tell them, I say, look, uh, I'm looking for the ladder. I want to go up. And if these companies don't have the ladder, I have to make the ladder. And so if you don't want to be another rung in the ladder, give me the ladder, <laughs> give me the ladder, show me the way up, show me the way up. And it's going to be quicker than most. That's the way I operate is it's going to be quicker than most. And if you can't tell me, hey, this is the next rung that we'd like you to climb. This is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen when you climb it. And this is when you get to climb it. If you don't tell me that, and if you don't provide that for me, or at the very least, if you if it's not obvious what that ladder looks like for me, I'm going to make my own damn ladder. That's what's going to happen. I'm sorry. Sorry about you. I'm going to make my own ladder. So either be the ladder or be a rung. I don't care. Um, be the ladder or be the rung. There will be a ladder and you will be a rung if you don't give me the ladder. Um, you have to have that mindset to, to get ahead. Uh, there are other people who don't have that mindset and their companies create the ladder for them. Um, again, I know a guy who he and I started in very similar circumstances. He still had to make a jump. I mean, he still made a jump. Uh, he made a very well-timed jump that where he was well-needed. Uh, but he and I were right square together, right square together. And he stayed at the same company for some odd years. I don't know how many years. I want to say at least two years. Uh, he stayed at the company and they're building that ladder for him. They've got a ladder in mind for him and he's going to climb that ladder and he's going to do very well at it. And that ladder may end in ownership. It may end in whatever he wants it to be. Uh, but he's got a ladder in front of him. He made a well-timed jump and then he executed perfectly. He executed perfectly within that company. That's what needs to happen. Make the jumps when you want to make them and execute. Uh, don't be afraid of quote-unquote job hopping. Um, stop it. Go execute. Build that ladder for yourself. Get to where you want to go. I think that's all I've got for you guys. I've lectured for a while. Um, got a lot of things to do today. We're at an hour and 23 minutes. Uh, as you can tell, this is something that I'm really passionate about. 
Uh, it's something that, and I didn't even get to what happens when you're in college. Um, I'll touch on that real quick. I'm sorry, guys. If you're tired of listening to me talk, hit pause, I guess. When you're in college, don't trust the advisors. Um, this is the last thing that I'll tell you. Don't trust the advisors. Half of them are worthless. Half of them are absolutely worthless. Some colleges have really good advisors. If you're going to Amarillo College, uh, use the tools that are available for you. Try to use the tools that are available for you at every college. Go try to talk to an advisor because some of them do know what they're doing. Uh, talk to people who know things because they sometimes know things. Uh, but a lot of advisors are absolutely worthless. Do your own research. Look at the tools for the college. Look at the degree plans. Talk to people. Talk to seniors and see what they were allowed to do. Talk to them. Ask how they got their degrees. Uh, look at the course requirements. Um, figure out the tools that are at your disposal uh, and plan your own plan your own path forward. Here, that's what I'm trying to say. Nobody is going to care about your path like you care about your path. I'm telling you, I, I, I'm telling you not to pat myself on my back on the back, but I got up, I got out of college. I want to say in two and a half years. So from 17 to 2017 to the fall of 2019 is when I graduated college. Yeah. I didn't go in through 2020. So two and a half years, I got through college in two and a half years of uh, the associate's degree helped with that. But it still would not have happened if I hadn't have taken my destiny. Destiny is a weird word, but if I hadn't have taken my college uh, journey into my own hands and done my own investigation and said to the college advisors and the college professors, watch me. <coughs> Sorry, guys. Um, getting dry mouth because I'm talking so much. Um, that was the thing with chemistry, weapon chemistry. If they would have had their way, I would have taken chemistry. And I said, well, it says right here, if I clep it, then that counts. And they said, well, you're not going to be able to clep it in two weeks. There's no way you're going to learn enough about the college exam to clep that class in two weeks. And I said, why don't you hide and watch? Uh, and I clepped it. And when I passed it, I went in there and I put it on his desk. And I said, thank you. I'll be leaving now. Appreciate it. Um, you have to do that. I hear horror stories. I heard a horror story on Friday night about how this girl could not get in touch with her with her advisor, which is so funny. Uh, because he was my advisor and he was worthless. Cool guy, worthless. Great guy, worthless as an advisor. Absolutely worthless as an advisor. Worthless as a professor. Um, honestly, it, his professing was worthless. Um, and I hate that because he was a cool guy. He lifts weights and I want to be a friend of anybody that lifts weights. Uh, but he's worthless. Absolutely worthless. His PowerPoints were straight black and white. It was like black text on a white power. It was awful. It was terrible. Um, I hated the class I took with him. Uh, his advising was worthless. And for some reason, they put him with all the new engineers. And it, it's awful. 100% awful. Um, take your college path in your own hands. See what needs to be done. Do your own investigation. Talk with people. Uh, talk with people that know what they're doing. Uh, here's a shout out to a woman named, uh, well, I don't, yeah, I don't know if she wants to be named or not. Um, I'll call her Julie. Um, I won't say her last name. But here's a shout out to Julie. Julie was awesome. Um, I would go and I would moan and groan to Julie. Uh, I'm sure she was tired of having me in her office. Uh, a lot of our, our problems got dumped onto her, uh, but she was our student coordinator. And luckily, she had the student's best interest in mind, 100% every single time. She would tell you things that you didn't want to hear. She would help you figure out a, round, a way around things. Uh, Julie was awesome. Podcast is dedicated to Julie because she got me through a lot of college. Uh, she cared. Find the people that care. Uh, find the people that care and understand that none of them are going to care more than you can 
none of them can care for you. Let me put it, let me put it that way. Uh, you know, Julie, she probably cared about people's college careers more than they did. Um, but she couldn't care for them. Okay. Uh, she couldn't care for them. She couldn't care enough to actually make it happen. Uh, you can, and you have to, you have to, if you want to be successful in college, um, you have to, if you want to be successful in college, uh, don't go to parties, don't get drunk all the time, go to a couple parties, uh, be the DD, drink at home with your buddies. It's not worth getting a DUI. Uh, your career takes a very sharp and different turn. If you get a DUI, a lot of these jobs that you think you're going to go do, those are no longer open to people that have a DUI. Why? Because it says that you're irresponsible and you probably are. Sorry. That's how it goes. Um, don't get a DUI. Uh, if you want to drink, drink at home with your buddies. And even then you can still get an MIP. Um, be careful, be careful. I didn't touch alcohol until I had my own place with somebody that could buy it for me. That wasn't shady. <laughs> my, my girlfriend, um, my fiance, uh, my wife. That's, that's when I started drinking alcohol. I said, okay, I've got my own place that I can drink safely. Uh, I want to try some whiskey. DL and will you go buy me some whiskey? That's, that's how that went. Okay. That's probably about the smartest way that you can, outside of just not drinking, which would be the smartest decision is just to never touch the stuff. Um, but outside of just not drinking, that's about the smartest way that you can do it. Maybe what's smarter is waiting until you're 21 and you can go buy it yourself, you know, going and drinking at home with your friends. That's probably the smartest way to do it. Um, don't get anybody pregnant. That's kind of obvious. Don't get anybody pregnant. Don't get pregnant. Don't have sex before marriage. Uh, don't go to college and get a girl pregnant. That's not good. Um, be careful with frats. I've seen frats go well for people. I've seen frats go bad for people. Uh, I, yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to make a bold step here because I know a lot of my friends are in fraternities. I don't know very many circumstances where a frat helped anybody. Honestly. Um, I partied with some of the guys and they were cool. They were in a, you know, one of the smaller frats. Uh, this may be different at bigger colleges with bigger frats. But I never saw it to where anybody just got a huge step ahead uh, in frats. I can see a situation where like some of the alumni have jobs and you're shaking hands and stuff like that. Uh, I won't discount that. And I was never in one. So the advice is worth what you're paying for it. Uh, but just be careful. Um, be careful because um, I feel like you can do a lot more good uh, without the requirement to drink and party and, and uh, get yourself into trouble every every evening or every week um so guys go out there don't go to college do go to college there's no way around the work uh go be successful go build that life that you want to live uh that life can take many different forms it can be like mine where you got a big spread of land you got a house you got a kid you got wife a wife not wives one um you've got a wife you've got kids uh it can look like what I call the Amarillo dream living in a suburb of Amarillo with, uh, you know, two incomes that do very well for themselves, you know, $200,000 combined uh, a year, $150,000 combined a year, um, with low cost of living, good retirement stacked up. That's a good life. That's a good life. You can live a very good life for that. That is success. Uh, depending on the way you live it, that is success. So be open to that. Whatever your dream looks like, go and enact that. Don't go to college just to waste money. That's all I've got for you guys. Uh, tune in on Wednesdays for the One Flesh podcast where we talk all about marriage. 
Uh, tune in on Sundays for The Purpose Podcast, where we help men find and fulfill their purpose and solve problems like this. Thanks, guys.